Hello. Welcome back into the podcast, Dodging Through the Review, and it is your host, Young Stud, accompanied today and my co-host with Jacob. Uh, Jacob, you know, uh, you know, middle of May, about to hit the end of May here. Uh, it is no longer early. That is well documented. Uh, we are past a quarter mark of the season. As I speak, the Dodgers are 28-17 and 17 following tonight's loss to St. Louis. Uh, before that, though, how's it going? Everything's going well, you know, just been, just been out here, just doing my thing, going to the gym a lot recently, probably going to hit up a, a Red Sox-Angels game, see some of the recent boys in blue, but yeah, other than that, everything's been good, gym's been going well, body's been feeling good, everything's well. Yeah, that's really good to hear from your side, uh. For the Dodgers' perspective, you know, I think it's going well, but there are some concerns that I have. And I really, I've had these concerns. We've had these concerns since the beginning of the season, like before. And, and as the season has gone along, as the season has gone along, uh, four sixty-nine, I've had these concerns expressed even after their, I think it's 15-4 and four now uh, streak, which is pretty good. Um, and we're going to talk about them today. Uh, we're going to recap the series win on Wednesday. Uh, of course, we recap the first two Twins games. Uh, Wednesday, they got the job done to capture their sixth consecutive series win over Minnesota. Uh, it was powered by James Altman's big grand slam. James Altman, a player, and uh, we talked about, like, he's been kind of benched here recently. I know he's been going through a little bit of a slump, but I, I think he's coming right back out of that slump. Um, I mean, I, I, we know we, we struck he struck out on Monday night in a big spot, but, you know, that, you can't really put too much on him. You know, he's come off the bench in the 11th inning against a guy throwing 102 miles per hour. Like, we're going to cut him from slack there. But uh, overall, this guy has had a flair for the dramatic and had some big swings already for L.A. He has, yeah. He's definitely has that has that like rookie of the year pace going for him. He has that momentum on him. He has it's on his side, is what I'm trying to say. Like the odds are in his favor. Yeah, I he should easily. Well, I'm not gonna say easily, but in my mind, he has to be the rookie of the year to this point. I mean, he just has to be. Yeah, I mean, pretty much the only other NL rookie. Maybe Corbin Carroll, but it's just Altman is just he, he exceeds him in pretty much everything besides speed. But even then, Altman is still a speedy guy. Yeah, Corbin Carroll is obviously a big name that a lot of people know about for the D backs, but uh, James Altman to me has got to be that you know runaway rookie of the year candidate in my eyes. I mean, this guy has just been a phenom ever since he's been called up even since his, like, cup of coffee last year, and he's continuing it this year. Like, he's been phenomenal. He's really fun to watch. Um, so it was a grand slam in the seventh inning. The Dodgers were five in the seventh inning to take the lead over the, the Twins and, and win that series. Um, but before that, we got we got to go right back to the beginning and how it all started. Dustin May got the start, and Dustin May would not finish that game. In fact, he only went one inning, uh, 16 pitches, one inning for Dustin May. And as many of you probably know by now, 
he's on the IL with right flexor pronator strain. I don't know what that is. Uh, do you rotator know what? Cuff. Is that the rotator cuff? I'm pretty sure it's in like the the shoulder because it you said like the reflex protonator or right flexor pronator. Right flexor. Yeah, so I I believe like the flexing part is like the what I just say, the the rotator cuff like area. And then he did say it was like right elbow pain, so it could be like the rotator cuff and the elbow maybe, but I'm not too sure on that. Yeah, I'm not too sure either. Uh, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if I a source said it was below the elbow. I'm not sure if that's the right flexor pronator strain. That that's still the diagnosis. It's right below the elbow. I don't. I think that was the first diagnosis. But either way, not good news for the Dodgers. Uh, Dave Roberts, I believe, said the floor. He's out one month minimum. That's like best case scenario. He's out one month. So we're looking at a. Uh, late june if he is coming back soon and and i don't see that happening i i think the dodgers at least give this into the all-star break and maybe he turns out to the all-star break so we're looking at two months i think for dustin may uh if the dodgers play it that way it could be even longer than that how do you think the dodgers are able to uh, withstand this dustin may loss you know i'm gonna go out on a wild card here um Dustin May, he's been really good with us in the past, but he's he's very injury prone. And, you know, he's already had one Tommy John surgery. Uh, you look at guys like Justin Verlander who had Tommy John. He was out for a good season, two seasons. He came back and won the Cy Young. In this case with the Dodgers, there's a big market guy coming. And the Angels, you know, they can't perform well enough with Otani. So... I'm going to go out on a wild card here and say that. No, you're, no you're not. You're not going there, right? I I am. I believe that, it, like, we have a lot of starting pitching. We have Walker Buehler still coming back. We have the entire farm system. Dustin May is a big name in that trade category. And the Angels won't want much else besides that. They're getting a pitching. Maybe we give them an outfielder or two. But besides that, I... I could see it. I'm not saying it'll happen. I'm not saying I want to see it happen, but I see it as a possibility that May is included in Otani trade package. Um, you know what? I'm. I don't. Okay. Well, I like it. I, I like it as a hot take perspective. Like that just came out of left field. Yeah. I wasn't like hot that. take. Like out of nowhere. What if it happens? Like. It wouldn't be we get a we get a starting pitching back. We we get Otani obviously is a starting pitcher, and then we still have Michael Grove, Ryan Pepioit, Tony Gonsolin, Walker Bueller, Bobby Miller, Gavin Stone. We have another six pitchers on this rotation and in the farm system combined. Like we have a lot of starting pitching, and maybe it's maybe we keep May until Bueller comes back, and who knows? You know, I'm just saying injury prone guys. It, in a trade package, you know, it could it could really be a surplus win if if Dustin May just coincidentally he he doesn't come back healthy and he's still trying to throw a 97 miles per hour and he he's just he he's injury prone you know he's let's say he's a Mark Pryor and he has to you know get out early because of injuries you know that would be one of the probably like greatest trades ever right there. 
Yeah, it's a really hot take. Uh, I'm just not. I mean, the Angels are really desperate, right? They are a desperate franchise. They are in dire need of just anything. They and need pitching. They need. They need something. I don't. Okay. I mean, I don't know how you fix that that dumpster fire, but Dustin May can be a very interesting trade candidate. I mean, right away you spark ears just with that name in the conversation for an Otani package, and the uh, the Angels should be willing to listen. But I, I said this many times over on the pod. I just don't think the Angels are going to trade him. I just don't. I, I think they're going to milk his revenue because, he, again, he is the, the milk, the cash cow for the Angels, and they're going to try to get him while they can, and they're going to try to resign him at the same time. They're going to try to resign him despite the fact they haven't made the playoffs in eight years. They haven't made the playoffs with him. They're going to still try to resign him because he is a money maker. So I, I just don't see the Angels trading him, but – a decimate trade package for Otani. Uh, I don't know personally. I it just depends. It just depends if he's still out by you know trade deadline. If he's back, if he's back by then, I, I just it's really tough to tell or tough to say. But it depends on Otani uh, as well. You know, if that Angel team really has no bullpen, or I mean that Patrick Sandoval. Pretty much it, like starting pitching wise. Like they don't, they're they're still in a rebuild mode with Mike Trout, and I don't think Otani wants to be part of it, personally. So I think that Otani would, post like I think he would be open to a trade. You know, thank you for my time here, thank you for my first years, but you know he he wants to go in. Yeah, I, I think he'd be open to it, but the Angels front office, I don't think they're open to it all that much. But we shall see. And the Angels right now, they're I mean it's still early relatively from a playoff perspective, but uh, they're still hanging around. So we got to get a little bit, a few more weeks in, and then we can really kind of see where they're at and talk about that. Um, yeah. But as but, in, my bad, I just want to say, but besides a trade thing, how do the Dodgers recover from this? Uh, like I said, we have a lot of, we have a lot of depth. The Dodgers have a lot of depth when it comes to starting rotation. So, and I know a couple of guys are still in the IL. I believe Grove and Pepioy are. But, you know, Gavin Stone made his debut not too long ago. Give him the call up. Just, you know, let, let's, let's see what he got. Let him let him work and see what he can do. Yeah. Uh, again, just to finish on Dustin May, like, I, I really like Dustin May. I mean, I think he's a great pitcher when he's healthy, when he's on the mound. Like, again, we've seen him, you know, this year. He started from the beginning this year, ready to go from spring training, and uh, he's looked really good out there. Uh, arguably the second best pitcher for the Dodgers this season behind Kershaw. I, I, I'm not even arguably he has been, and it's it's a shame that this has happened to him. I mean, again, we talked Tommy John surgery in 2021. I don't know if it's on the table here. It could be maybe down the line again, but again, uh, Walker Bueller has he just had his second Tommy John surgery. He's recovering from that, so it, it happens with these guys and. I'd be interested to see why it does happen. I mean, it, this stuff does happen, but but the Dodgers, like, these Tommy Johns seem kind of, I don't know. Um, frequent. Frequent. Uh, luckily, Clint Kershaw never has had that. At least I don't think he has, unless it was very early, like in the minor league career. But uh, during his big league time, he's never had Tommy John surgery, which is great. Yeah, I don't think he's ever had it at all. Like, not even in the minors or anything. So, I think it was just really been back and maybe like elbow issues here and there 
Yeah, so uh, the next spot in Dustin May's turn, it's going to be the first game in Atlanta on Monday. Uh, the Dodgers DFA'd Dylan Covey, uh, the guy who came in in relief of Dustin May yesterday already was DFA'd. That's kind of harsh. Uh, I thought he did pretty well. I thought at least, you know, sent him to the minor league somewhere, but apparently there's no spot for him. So he was DFA'd. We'll see what happens with him. He may never return, but uh, we appreciate his services. Um, so it's not going to be Dylan Covey, presumably speaking, on Monday. And I, and I think it should be Gavin Stone. I think Gavin Stone is going to be that guy to get called up and make that start in the rotation from here on out. I agree, yeah. I think out of uh, all the guys that they have, it'll most likely be him. Um, no, I know before the season you picked James Altman for Rick of the Year, for the Dodger Rick of the Year. I chose Bobby Miller. And I, I'm – like that was kind of premature, um, and it's, like that was a wild card pick or you know a hot take. Um, I'll accept Gavin Stone as like my my second chance. Like that, Bob Mueller and Gavin Stone have been their top two pitchers in the minor league system. So if Gavin Stone comes up and is pitching like five, ten games this year, and he pitches really good, I think my pick kind of came through. I'm I'm gonna get myself some slack, but but yeah, Gavin Did Stone, it? I'm excited about this guy. I know Dodger fans are too. I know his first outing wasn't great. He didn't really get much help there in that first inning. Kind of messed up his day. But uh, I'm excited to see if he does come back here. I really hope he does. He should be the pick. Uh, I don't want to see Andre Jackson there. He pitched tonight. Andre Jackson did do a bit of pitches. So uh, it should be Gavin Stone, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think the Dodgers with Gavin Stone, I think they'll be fine. I really do think they'll be fine on that department. Yeah, Gavin Stone is he's decent, you know. He he can hold his own out there. But uh didn't you say Jordan Walker for rookie of the year? I, I could have sworn you had said that. Uh I'm talking about Dodger picks. Dodger oh, picks. Dodger picks, Dodger picks. Yeah. Okay. So oh, uh, yeah. But no, yeah, Gavin Stone um yeah, that first his first outing, he really didn't get much help from the offense at all, so give him some offense, give him some support and let's see, you know, you get five, six solid innings out of him. Absolutely. Just finished up on Wednesday. Mookie Betts, 2 for 4 with a triple walk, RBI run scored. And uh, just to finish up on the Twins, who lost the series, of course, you mentioned they'll be in Anaheim tomorrow. Uh, Byron Bucks, 2 for 3 with a home run, walk, RBI run scored. And a lot of Twins injuries in that series versus the Dodgers. Uh, Gallo and Nick Gordon exited the game after getting hit by pitches. Well, they made of they felt tipped off their like leg and stuff like that and yeah that that's gotta hurt but um, a lot of twins injuries uh, i do want to say though byron buxton a really fun player to watch yeah he's he's speed he's got the speed on him i believe he, he stole a couple of bases didn't he yeah or is that yeah so he stole a couple of bases and then he was sitting home runs too the, the whole Twins lineup, you know, they really had a lot of power that series. But overall, they just couldn't take it. So props to them on a, you know, it was an entertaining series right there. Yeah, for sure. Entertaining series and the Dodgers prevailed. And it was a hot flight to St. Louis where they would get a four-game series started on Thursday in which they took an L, a, a really big one, 16-8. Um. 
Yeah, this game was a mess right off the bat. Uh, it started off good for the Dodgers. They got off to a 2 nothing lead by J.D. Martinez double. And uh, it really was kind of all Cardinals from there. They never looked back. Uh, Wilson Contreras, 2 for 5 with two home runs, two big-time home runs to uh, really put the game out of reach. Um, six RBIs for Contreras. Nolan Gorman, who is a player for St. Louis, uh, he's been a really big part of what they've done this season. Three for five with two home runs, three RBIs. Oscar Mercado, of course, the former Indian, three for four. Uh, solid bat to ball guy. Uh, three runs scored. And uh, they roughed up Julio Arias. Julio Arias, who now has a 4 4 ERA. He gave up six tonight, including four home runs. And has given up 14 homers, the most in baseball this season. I did not know that. Wow. That's, you know, things are looking good for Julio considering that this is his contract year. You know, he's, this is a little off topic, but, you know, he's a Scott Boris client. I still think he'll get paid, but he's, he's really not, he's not, he's not Julio this season. He really hasn't been Julio. No, I no, he's not. Um, if I, you know, like I, I kind of mentioned this before, whispered this. I'm okay with letting the Dodgers. I'm I'm okay with letting Arias walk if I'm the Dodgers. I mean, especially if this continues. Like, I'm okay if they let Julio Arias walk. Uh, you bring in the in the minor league guys. You know, Bobby Miller, Gavin Stone. Let them come up. Bueller's coming back. Um, go after Otani, whatever the case is. I, I think the Dodgers can survive a Arias walk with other options. Uh, and Blake Snell is an option out there next year on the market. So I think the Dodgers, if this continues from Arias, I'm not paying him anywhere near $200 million. I'm looking at 150 bottom line. That's as high as I'd go for, I don't know how many years, five, six years. But um, yeah, this is not good for uh, Arias' sake any contract year. Yeah, he's, like I said, he's a Scott Boris client, so he's definitely getting, you know, Scott Boris clients, is they get paid for their past services. You look at what Garrett Cole got from the Yankees. Garrett Cole hasn't won a World Series yet. He was really dominant with the Astros and with Pittsburgh. Julio, he's made it to the postseason, like, damn, pretty much his whole career. He's won a World Series, and, you know, they – you know, he's going to get paid for that. So I still think no matter what, even if this is the worst season of his career, he's still going to get at least 230 to 240. Interesting. Yeah, I have a tendency to like uh, under underplay, underpay uh, uh, salaries. Like undervalue like, them. Undervalue, there you go. I have a tendency to do that. Um, so 150 might be a little bit low. But for me yeah, personally, he- like that's I wouldn't go more than that at this point. Yeah, and then Julio's not taking no five, six year deal, considering he's twenty seven, twenty-eight. He's gonna be looking for a eight, nine year contract, even potentially a ten year contract out there. Like there'll be teams out there who'll they'll pay Julio a ten year contract. It's just, you know, is it gonna be low AAV? Is it gonna be high AAV? And then that all comes into play with Scott Boris. So either way, um Julio, you know, he's like I said, he has the worst season ever with us. You know, I don't 
I think Dodger fans will see. That's the interesting thing too. If he has the worst season ever, like this year, and he leaves the Dodgers, I don't know how Dodger fans will react to that. If they'll be okay with it, say thank you for your services, good luck wherever you go, or uh, why did you leave for? Like it's he de- they definitely won't be okay because um, he's Mexican and uh, yeah, that's a big part too. So the, even I know if he I know does some struggle, fans will. Yeah, even if he does struggle and everything, I just there'll be some fans who are okay with it. But yeah, like you said, I think majority will not be okay with it. But uh, we've seen the Dodgers let pretty much everybody walk that they've been homegrown with. So yeah, I don't remember one guy they signed that was from the system that's been here long term. Uh, Clint Kershaw, that's it. So uh, I guess yeah, we, by that we standard, for Barnes too. Yeah. we can expect. Arias to walk, and I, I could live with that one. If this continues, if we, you know, rebounds and have a has a great second half, well, that we could revisit this conversation. But as of right now, uh, he's just not getting it done out there. He gives up way too many homers. That's been the story of his really his career's downfall because of a lot of long balls. And you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how he does the rest of the season. We'll keep an eye on Julio, and uh, we got it. If the Dodgers want to be good this year, he's got to be good. Bottom line, like. They cannot have a, an average Julio Arias out there. Like he just has to be better. So yeah, like he win, has to. We got to be good. And Julio's not good right now, so he's he's not going to be winning. Yeah, and and that's a whole other like uh, rabbit hole, right? The Dodgers already struggling with kind of what uh you know a lot of pitchers going down. Noah Syndergaard blister issues and hasn't been oh hasn't been that great. Uh, of course, Justin May went down. If Fuller Arias' average isn't, you know, top 1A, 1B guy, the Dodgers have a serious issue in the rotation. And the bullpen has been really taxed this year. It's been really taxed. Tonight, we saw Andre Jackson, who got caught up, relieved Julio Arias, did, did all right. Actually, kept the Dodgers in the game there uh, until the very end, until uh, Dave Roberts decided to bring in Yancy Almonte. Um, when I saw UNC Almonte coming in, I think it was a 10-8 game at that time. You know, still have a chance, right? You're within striking distance. I saw him coming in. I'm like, yeah, this game's probably over. So, and sure enough, the Dodgers, or the Cardinals scored six runs off of UNC Almonte in the eighth inning. Yeah, at that point, it or how many batters was it during the six runs? It was around. Six, I think five or six. Hey, right, so at that point, you know, I think at that point you take him out after the third batter. Like if it's already like three runs at that point, or <clears throat> well, because he gave up a home run that was a three run, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's that was probably like the straw right there. Three runs already give him up, and then another three. Yeah, so not a good pick, you know. Why didn't they choose Bickford? Why didn't they go? You know, maybe Gratterall, somebody else. It's and just like that twin series. Almonte gave up a home run. He hasn't been good. Yeah, Almonte has been bad. I'm ready. I'm ready for him to get DFA'd. And this is a guy I, I had high hopes for. Right, I had high hopes for this guy. Uh, sadly, it just has not worked out. Um, yeah, he's probably on his way to OKC or DFA here really soon. I would imagine. I mean, the guy just hasn't been good. He just has not been good. That's Monday night game that we were at. He gave up the red home run in the eighth inning. 
We should not be anywhere near in the higher leverage spot. Um, just she, he should not be that guy. I don't know why he's coming in the eighth inning. He cannot be that guy anymore. Uh, he should be on his way out. St. Louis, 16 runs. Again, the, the Cardinals came into this game 8-2 in their last 10. They are now 9-2 and two in their last 11. So they're playing really good baseball. They're turning it around. We know this team was projected to be good. They're a good team. You know, they, They're not as bad as they started. They just got off to a really horrible start. Um, they're digging their way out of it. And uh, they got a good lineup. They got a good lineup for sure. Yeah, I would say with the Cardinals, it was just more of a, a management issue. It was just more of the players and all that trying to – I wouldn't say the players getting on track with the manager, but more of the, the manager like following the line of what the players are doing and just going like that. But the, the Cardinals have definitely found their pace now. Yeah, and I'm good. I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm glad for them. Uh, this is a team that you know I want to see do well. I do like a lot of their guys up there, and uh, you know they're a lot better than they, what they played. And uh, unfortunately, I don't want them to beat the Dodgers like you did tonight, just spanking them. But um, New York playing it, playing good baseball, turning it around, and that should continue. I would believe they're now only six games at least out of the first spot, so they're right there, I believe. Um, they were in last place a couple of weeks ago, weren't they? They're or still like in last place, but so they're only six games out. They were like ten at one point. Also, oh, the AL Central is just, or not the NL Central, they're all just really tight with each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, there was something else. Oh, yeah, Nolan Arenado, you know, he's, I love watching that guy hit. He's, uh, to me, right now, currently in the league, I think he's the best third baseman out there, followed by really good Machado and Austin Riley. And he's been, he's been tearing it up for me fantasy-wise. All these home runs, you know, they're adding up. They're helping me out. <laughs> Yeah, he's been on a tear. I think he has like five home runs in the last six games. So uh, I think it was I think it was six because of tonight. And I made a cardinal video maybe like ten days ago or something like that. And ever since that video, they've just been on a tear. And I and I mentioned Arenado has been awful. Like he has not been good, and that's the reason why they haven't been good to start. And ever since then, he's been turning it on. And what do you know? The Cardinals have been turning it on. So. Uh, if Arenado is going, the Cardinals are going to go as well. And uh, just like you like Arenado, I like—I mean, I like Arenado a lot too. I'm, I'm going to get a jersey of him. But uh, Paul Goldschmidt, I mean, that guy's just—I just love the way he plays baseball. Just a class act, first ballot. Um, I just enjoy watching Paul Goldschmidt play a lot too. Again, a couple of former NL West uh, foes that we know pretty well. Yeah, Goldschmidt is a Dodger killer. His career stats versus us are pretty. Pretty dang good. Yeah, he definitely turns it up against the Dodgers. And uh, Freddie Freeman, another guy that's the first class, first guy, oh, yes. first ballot, Hall of Famer. Uh, hit his 300th home run tonight in grand fashion. A grand slam. Again, the Dodgers lead the league so far this year in grand slams. I believe that's their sixth grand slam of the year or seventh. I mean, I've already lost count already. So um, he hit his 300 home run on his grand slam. Also has a thousand RBIs. Uh, Arenado also has 300 home runs and a thousand RBIs. One of like seven players that are currently active with that feat. Yeah, Freddie Freeman was the uh, tenth active player to have 300 home runs. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so 300 home runs in the big leagues is uh, no small feat. Um, that's a really accomplished feat there for Freddie Freeman and. Uh, 
you know, pretty good, pretty good night there for uh, Freeman also had a triple. Of course, the Grand Slam for RBIs. Looking ahead for the rest of the series, it'll be Tony Gonsolin and Steven Matz on Friday. Again, would you like to win this series? Of course. It's going to be really tough, I believe, to win the next three of the car- three from the Cardinals. Uh, can it happen? Sure. But I think it's going to be a tough feat at, at this point. Best case scenario, you go for a split here. Uh, Gonsolin versus Steven Matz on Friday. Syndergaard will make his start on Saturday versus Miles Michaelis. And Sunday, it'll be Clay Kershaw versus Jack Flaherty. Sunday. Oh, so Kershaw is back for the Cardinals series? Yep, he will be pitching. Okay. Hopefully we get a good outing from Kershaw. His last one was... Uh, you know that that one was just you know you don't you don't blame him for anything like that. It's just in his own head, recovery game. You know this um, but the three games three games left. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. The Cardinals offense, uh, I would say on paper they're definitely better than us, but this team, this Dodger team can really hit too. So I wouldn't go downing them like that. Yeah, this Cardinal offense can put up runs in bunches. Really good offense. Pitching can be a little suspect. The Dodgers, like you said, don't rat them off. They can get it done as well, although I'm not as confident, even though they, they just keep on winning. But uh, we'll see how they bounce back here this weekend, and we'll talk about it on Sunday. So with that being said, any final thoughts? I was just say today's game, you know, scoring eight runs, you know, that's that's something you hope a team can do. But it's just, you know, 16 to 8, you know, it's just bullpen – and it's not holding it down. And if your team scores eight runs, that's like it's more than you can ask for them. You usually want at least five, six runs from your team. If they score eight, hey, then there's something going on pitching wise. So but other than that, uh that is it for me. Yeah, your your team scores eight runs, you should win that game pretty much every time. So yep. giving up sixteen runs was is pretty bad. But uh the Dodgers' pitching staff has been really taxed, and they need a quality start tomorrow from Tony Gonsolin. So uh, we'll be looking forward to it. I hope you guys are too. With that being said, Youngster Jacob, going to sign off. We appreciate everybody for listening on in. We'll talk to you guys again on Sunday. Go Dodgers. Congrats to Freddie Freeman on 300. Have a good one, everybody, and go Dodgers. <laughs>